This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. For my next guest, the editor of the National Review, his stuff is often syndicated all across the country in the New York Post, like my friend Miranda Devine, who's got a huge column today. She'll join us coming up at 8.40. His stuff, uh, Politico, NBC contributor, he's everywhere because he's brilliant. He is a legitimate genius. And he once bought me lunch at a Greek restaurant in Midtown Manhattan. Wait a second. I think I bought it. Actually, which Larry, who bought that lunch that day? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I was so uh, stunned and pleased to finally meet you in person. Uh, everything else was a blur. <laughs> it was fun. I it say, was. I said, that's the worst cocktail chatter story I've ever heard. I can only imagine the feeling in your stomach oh, Rich. When, when they answer. But what, what ladies, what amazing people. Oh, they really were. I wanted to go home right now. I'm like, I'm so, I'm like yeah. oh, my God, I want to go home. They're like, no, 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 you're so cute. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, when I tell you they're at Table 28, all night, all maybe it was forty eight because Leslie was at twenty eight. All night they were like Sid, 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 and and I really put my foot in my mouth. So God bless them. Yeah. Uh, talking about putting your foot in your mouth, <laughs> this uh, Twitter story, uh, along with the FBI getting worse and worse. Now they're naming names. People like James Baker, mm-hmm. Elvis Chun or Chan, whatever Elvis Chan, I should say. These are the names in the New York Post today that Miranda Devine has put out there. Now you've got Elon Musk and Matt Taibbi, who's the last person to do anything good for the conservatives, teaming up. This Hunter Biden FBI controversy corruption story is getting worse by the day, Rich. Yeah, so first of all, good on Elon Musk. The, the, the nit I would pick, and it's one of the Wall Street Journal, they make this point today, just why don't you just release release the whole thing so like every, everyone can see it and every journalist in America can go through it and we can all see the original documents. But um, but still, it's really important what he's doing. Matt Taibbi doesn't share our politics, but is is a dissident from the the woke orthodoxy and the uh, political speech repression regime that we have in this country. So it makes sense that Musk went to him. And, you know, these guys, they censored it on the basis of it being a hack when there was – we didn't know it was a hack. So their impulse when it was something helping the the right potentially was to censor first and then ask questions later. And good on Ro Kahana, this California Democrat progressive. I have no use for him. He – reaches out to Twitter in private and says, you know, guys, this is a violation of First Amendment principles. I think the story is a nothing burger, but you shouldn't be suppressing it. It's a violation of free speech, and it's going to cause a backlash. And they should should have listened to him, but they didn't. They didn't. And then what's the repercussion? I'm waiting for months and months and months for Hunter Biden to get indicted. Nothing's happened. And then, of course, you get Donald Trump, who I think is having a brutal couple of weeks I don't want to hear about, uh, again, for the millionth time, Nick Fuentes. Mm-hmm. It all starts with Kanye. You know Kanye's the face yeah. of anti-Semitism. Everybody who tries to defend Trump brings up, well, you don't know who Nick Fuentes was. Who cares? He knows yeah. who Kanye <laughs> was. And now to uh, say uh, rip ben up Shapiro the— Shapiro says, if you, want to, if you don't want to have a dinner with an anti-Semite you don't know, don't have dinner with this anti-Semite. Exactly. You do not. <laughs> do and, know. and then on the heels of that, he wants to rip up the Constitution. We know that there was cheating. He's right. We know about this story. He's right. But rip up the Constitution? What the hell is Donald Trump doing? 
Yeah, I mean that that one. Um, I mean, there there've been so many statements and controversies over the years, and people are like, oh, th- this is it, and you know, I don't think this is it, but I do think this one will leave a, leave a mark. It's just hard to elect a, a president who j- just demonstrated, like in in writing, that he has no respect right. for the Constitution and thinks we can stage some sort of, I don't know, we can just overturn everything to have a, a new election, you know, in uh, uh, in February this year or something. <laughs> yeah, just, that's what he's saying. I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when he declared he was running again. And I went on the air the next day, and I gave him a ton of credit. You know why? He didn't blast Ron DeSantis. He didn't talk about rigged elections. He talked about what he did well, what Joe Biden has ruined, and how he can fix it. And I remember saying to Bill O'Reilly, if he stays on this, he's got a chance. And not even two weeks later, he screws it up with the constitutional remark. That man is about to lose his second straight election. Why he shoots himself in the foot time again and time again, I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, he, he lacks the discipline, and he's just driven crazy by having lost in, in 2020. And you, uh, you, know, you can write a, a speech and put it on a teleprompter, and he'll go and read it. Um, but then you, you can't teleprompter his everything he does in his life. You know, he can't teleprompter <laughs> his dinner guests, and he can't teleprompter his true social posts. So it's yeah, I, it's been a bad interlude for him, no doubt. Can he come back from this? Do you th- do you still think honestly? I know we're two years out. We don't even know who's running against him yet, including Ron DeSantis. But do you really think Donald Trump has a chance to win? Honestly, I do. I. Um... You know, I thought it was a jump ball um, between Trump and DeSantis prior to Kanye and to this Truth Social post. I think it, it takes Trump's odds down a little bit more. But I am so psychologically wounded. I, you know, I was saying in 2015 he can't last. You know, right, and, and right. It's, we, we've reached peak Trump and he's going down from here. And it, it was never true. So I'm just so hesitant to, uh, to, to say it again. Yeah, you're probably right, <laughs> Rich Lowry. Uh, let's get to Anthony Blinken, this uh, this guy. He's something else, huh? So he is, um, I forget where he was on yesterday, I think CNN. And we know the people in China are protesting in the streets. I mean, it's bad, 17 different locations, Shanghai, Beijing. They're, they're practically setting the streets on fire. They want G done right after he won his third consecutive unprecedented election. But um, Blinken has the nerve to go on CNN and actually say that the Biden administration clearly cares about the protesters and is doing what they can to help them. What in God's name has the administration done to this point to say anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been very muted, which just seems completely uh, incoherent on so many fronts because one this is the the right thing to to vociferously support them because they they are on the side of justice the the protesters and even if you don't care about the morality of it this is an enemy of the united states that represents the the foremost threat that could destroy our civilization if they wanted to if we get into a war with them uh and probably would have no hesitation to do it and so we should have every incentive to to see this regime fall. Um, so we should be four square between the pro- behind the protesters and warning every single day if there's a tenement style crackdown that, you know, every, every U.S. business is leaving, um, their relationship with the world will be fundamentally altered, never to return, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they're not doing it. And it's, it's unaccountable to me. I can't explain it. Rich Lowry joining us here, as he does every Monday morning. The other place where there are protesters everywhere, Iran, on the streets of Tehran, all over that country, one lady missing, one lady dead. They've had enough, and 
Very brave of Hillary Clinton to come out this weekend and say, I wouldn't put a nuclear deal on the table right now. <laughs> Way to go, genius. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we did beat him in soccer last week. But uh, is there any future for that deal, trying to bring that awful deal that Obama and Kerry put together a couple of years I, ago back? I, ho- I hope not, because what they're contemplating is even worse. And in, in this regime, you know, it's uh, it's kind of boiling a little bit beneath the surface because the, the unrest has been going on for some time now. Um, but, you know, we got the word over the weekend that they're loosening up on the morality police. I mean, this is clearly a regime that loosening up. Wait, 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 they, they, want, they want to get rid of them. What loosen up? Yeah. They want to get rid of them. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so this is a regime that obviously is on its back foot. And, and you got to say there's a chance that it, that it uh, could fall. What are your thoughts on Hakeem Jeffries here in Brooklyn replacing Nancy Pelosi as the minority speaker of the House? Well, the irony with Pelosi, you know, we couldn't stand her for decades, but she was a, a bit of a break on the leftward lurch of the Democratic Party. She hated the squad. She put the squad in her in its place. I mean, she just made it clear publicly she had contempt for those people. And uh, as she leaves, that break is going to be gone. Um, it's it's going to be totally uh, a coastal woke party. And, uh, and we'll look back, you know, five years from now, Nancy Pelosi will look like a relative moderate. <laughs> All right. Prediction time here for Rich Lowry, something you've done for many years back with me and Bernard and certainly with me going back to the Biden Trump uh, every day, every week, I should say. Prediction time, Rich Lowry. Tomorrow is December the 6th, the long awaited Georgia runoff between two horrible candidates, Herschel Walker and uh, Warnock. Who comes out ahead? Is it 51-49 Democrats or 50-50? I, I think Warnock probably wins. I think it'll be close. I mean, the, the early vote down there is just shattering every single record. Um, so there's a lot of interest in this race. My prediction is not with total confidence, but I, I tend to think Warnock has just proven, unfortunately, a survivor now. This would be his, like his fourth election in two years or something. He's going to survive again. Uh, Well, let's go back to the uh, House for a second uh, from the Senate. Kevin McCarthy, is he getting closer and closer to that seat, in your opinion? It's still where it's it's been. I I don't think anyone else will be speaker, but I don't see how McCarthy becomes speaker. (laughs) Really? I think he'll he'll eke it out somehow, you know, by cutting deals with with the folks who who are saying they oppose him now. And, you know, people say is number two, maybe it could be Steve Scalise, but it's just not it's just not an upgrade. I mean, there's no reason to have the turmoil over it. So I tend to think he'll grind it out, but it's it's a sticky one. Yeah, and I think Scalise wants it. Anyway, uh, as always, Rich Lowry, you are so perfect on a Monday morning recapping the the heavy political weekend, all the stuff going on. You know how much I love you. Thank you so much, pal. Awesome. Okay, all the best. Have a great week. You too. There he is, folks. The great Rich Lowry National Review, doing a great job as he does every Monday morning. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.